Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. So, hi everybody, and welcome back to the latest episode of the EHE podcast. We've had a couple of weeks break, so hopefully everyone will have will have missed us and look forward to catching up. We've got a great one today. I'm really excited. I'm joined by Guy, and I'm really excited to be joined by John. And I've just realised that made it sound like I'm not excited to be joined by Guy, and I am. I'm excited to be joined by Guy and John. <laughs> Don't take you personally, Abby. Don't worry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I've got Guy joining me, and we've got John Kenny Levick as a special guest from Kenwell today, and we'll find out a bit more about about that in a second. So hi to you both. How are you, Guy? Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah, John. Hi. I'm very good. Thanks. I'm good. Uh, Inviting me along. Oh, thank you for being there. So I think just to kick off, John, do you want to give us a bit of a brief background on on yourself and kind of how you what your entrepreneurial journey has been so far? Yeah, sure. Well, in specific reference to Kenwell, there's me and David. We're both, I think, what people would call portfolio entrepreneurs. We've had our fingers in you know different businesses, and Kenwell's come about basically through some stuff that we both discovered. There was a big gap in the market. We, we felt, let's plug that gap with something that's turning out to be quite unique. We're getting very good feedback about what we're doing. Brilliant. Okay, thank you. So obviously you've arrived at Kenwell now. And when was that set up? Sorry, how long has it been established for now? We've been in existence a couple of years mm-hmm. and, and uh, we were officially launched 12 months ago. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, so quite early days then, but I know you've had some brilliant success. So do you want to give us a bit of an overview of what the approach is for Kenwell, what you do, what the gap was in the market? Yeah, sure. Well, in essence, it's financial life planning, but it's financial life planning in a very different way. And so far, we probably think we're quite unique. If you were looking at the space of financial advisors and financial planning and so on, we're doing financial life planning. And and so we plan the person first and the money after. That's very relevant, you know, because for David and I, we're both business owners. And essentially, if we were talking to a business owner, our message would be, well, look, you, you know, you're a human first, living a life. And so let's get that planned right. Let's find out what the cost is for that for you to have, you know, to live the life that you want to live. And wealth in every area of your life. So not just financial and then with that, let's work out what that cost is and we'll drop that into your balance sheet. And what we found with business owners, it gives them far more juice and focus around their businesses as well, around decision-making, planning and execution. So that would be from a business point of view, but the financial planning life planning essentially is really life planning, financial planning, which is the architecture that sits in the life plan and then the execution is essentially around bringing that into reality with the client and for the client. And that might actually be regulated products, but very often it's not. So we're, again, because we're looking at all of their wealth and we essentially see every client as actually the wealth creator themselves. And then essentially money is just a means to an end. And most of our clients feed back to us that their relationship with money changes quite a lot and significantly in that they see that money is a tool and that sort of power dynamic changes for them. And that, that's a good thing. That's really interesting because I think most entrepreneurs probably have a number in their head that they want to achieve. But the reality is 
there probably isn't much substance behind that number. Why did they want to achieve that number? Because the mate did it or because that was the first number that came in their head. Whereas what you're saying is that, you know, you talk to the entrepreneur and you say, okay, look, you know, what's going to make you happy in life? What, what do you want to achieve? And one of them might say, and I'm, you know, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. This is what I've taken from what you just said is that you might say, look, we want to get a home in Wales, a second home in Wales, for example. And, you know, and we want to be able to use that for, for downtime for ourselves, but we also want to be able to offer that to our family and maybe to our friends to use. And, you know, so everyone kind of gets a benefit. And if that's important to you, you know, it doesn't mean say you're retiring. What it means is that you've got somewhere to go for some downtime to refresh and rejuvenate. Maybe it's also important to put a gym in that, you know, home and those kind of, is it those kind of conversations where you, you know, you're looking for what people really want out of life over the next 10, 20 years. And then you say, okay, well, okay, we, we understand that. We'll add that to the balance sheet as you described. And we'll then set out a financial plan, which will allow that to happen. An excellent interpretation of what I was saying, Guy. Absolutely. Yeah. And if I may just emphasize the important bit, so there's a, a very grounded and um, simple step-by-step process. And, it's a, and the game plan is an acronym. Goals, which is basically um, values, vision. A is for actions, but we also dig into what could get in the way of that, both in terms of the person that's trying to achieve those goals and act, you know, execute an action on it, but also the external factors. And then the means is a two-sided coin. One's the, the money. What does it look like now for you based on your current finances? And then what needs to change? So it's exactly what you were talking about. What's the gap analysis? What, you know, what's the shortfalls? What's the missing? And then on the flip side, the other means, which is that human being and their skill sets and, and, and their talents, their unique abilities, and then the execution bit, which is the E of the game plan. And then it all starts with a thing that we call eight steps to your plan B. Now, that might sound rather odd, but generally what happens is because it's a whole person paradigm approach and wealth in every area of your lives, what we're looking at, exactly what you were talking about, in a way, really, it's also helping the client get connected with what's really, what really makes them tick, what really drives them, what is their why around, you know, health and fitness, their relationships, their family. So we craft all of that into the eight steps. And so the eight steps is a lovely sort of easy process to go through, and it ticks those boxes that you just touched on. Well, thank you. Because I, w- I was going to ask, actually, do a lot of the entrepreneurs, because guys, right, we're very, as society, very driven by the financial earning potential, aren't we? How much I want to sell my business for, how much it needs to be worth. But actually, in terms of the lifestyle bit, do you have to work quite hard with particularly entrepreneurs to understand what their lifestyle goals are? Or do they tend to know that, do you think? what's the Where are you starting from with them? Yes, yeah, a very good question, actually. There's two sides to that, in fact. I, I didn't do guys' observations fairness, actually, because you, you touched on something that really sometimes actually is the real R moment for entrepreneurs and business owners, which is that a question, well, how much is enough? Yeah, you know, and it might be, will I ever run out of money? Am I going to outlive my money or is my money going to outlive me? And it, it's shifting that 
relationship and putting them in a position, right, I now know that. And then tapping into what you were asking me there, Nairi, different people come in different shapes, but the experience that the clients get is quite transformative. Because if you imagine what the, the, you know, very often entrepreneurs and business owners, a lot of them don't actually take that time out to have some me time to just step back and then reflect and then recalibrate. Now, what is this all about? You know, why am I doing it? And so that conversation that we have with them really brings them home, you know, and gives them a sense of sort of belonging. It ticks the why they're doing what they're doing. And so what you were talking about and we're touching on the way I, I, I think I heard it was that for a lot of them, it's quite a revelatory experience looking at what's important to them and why. And we've got a, a structured process for them that enables them to see what's working and what's not and so that they get a lot more coherence around what's going on. And then they can actually see what they want more of, what they want less of. And essentially, the most precious thing that we've got apart from us is actually time. And, and we can't get that back. And, and what the beauty of what we do is it really brings people down to earth and it helps them get very clear about what's important to them and with that clarity, they're able to focus on and see for themselves, actually, what is worth my time and effort? What am I going to get you know, paid back for? And it might sound a bit weird or certainly uncomfortable, maybe. We do it in a way that it works for the clients. And that is essentially one of the questions we're really asking them is, well, do you want to live a life without regrets? If, I met, if we meet you at 90 and you're looking back, yeah, what is it that potentially you're not doing right now? What versions of yourself are you not walking into? What are you, what compensations or deficits are you putting up within your life that potentially you don't need to be? And that that's actually quite a grounding conversation for them because it does two things. It gets them excited about what's important to them, but it also helps them see what stuff's worth actually stop doing. I can only speak from my experience, I guess. I mean, you speak to loads of people, so you get lots of different perspectives. I've got kind of one's perspective. And, you know, I was the person that had the the monetary figure in my head. It was almost arbitrary. There was no real thing behind it. It just sounded a lot of money. I thought, well, that, that will be fine, I'm sure. And actually, it wasn't until um, we were actually going through the actual acquisition that allowed myself to start thinking about what that meant and how that would changed my life and you know what I was going to do next kind of thing so that was my experience and the reality was that, that I had no idea what I wanted to do next and the acquisition happened and I then took time out as you you know you kind of alluded to before and did a bit of traveling and did some family stuff and you know and all that kind of good stuff and started to speak to people get people's opinions and then started to go back into doing things that Although I am still doing those things, didn't end up being the, the two main things that I'm kind of currently involved in, if you like. So it was kind of, a, it was a bit of a, it's a strange feeling to come out of something that you've done. I did it for 17 years and then go, okay, right. All right. What happens next? Because Could have done you know, with the John, couldn't you? <laughs> I know. Well, this is my point, you know, and, yeah. and, and I'm just, you know, explaining what, my thinking was, and I think if I'd had something like the game plan in place, then I'd have been probably a lot clearer about what I was really aiming for. 
And I also, my other observation is I think that things change. So, you know, you go through your first sale or acquisition and you sat there and you've got some money. And we, you know, we touched on just before we started this podcast that, you know, money gives you certain things. It gives you freedom. That's the biggest thing it gives you. It gives freedom of time because you can, you know, you're not under pressure to have to work five days a week, you know, for however many weeks a year that we we work, minus holidays. And it gives you, you know, freedom of choice. So you can choose, you know, you've got more freedom to choose what you want to do next. So, you know, you can really think about that. It gives you freedom of relationship. So, you know, it allows you to maybe have a bit more time for your, for your relationships, whether that be, you know, immediate family relationships or even friends and so on. And there's the fourth freedom, which kind of escapes me at the moment. I guess freedom of money, actually, at that point as well. You've got to then figure out. So I guess, you know, the game plan is almost like it's a, it's a live document, I, I would imagine. Am I right in saying that? Where you set the goals and then if you achieve those kind of goals, then, you know, you work with the entrepreneur then to think about what comes next. Is that right? How does that work? Yeah, brilliant. Well, if you think about what you've just described in your life, I would say that there are two things there. One's financial freedom, one's financial independence. Now, financial independence is not financial freedom because you know, a classic would be people who retire with enough money never to work again, and a high percentage of them die within three years. Yeah. That's yeah. because their retirement life is not a meaningful project. So what happened for you? You found yourself in a position where you'd had a great deal of success. You had the freedom of time because financially you weren't having to go and exchange your time for money to make ends meet. And suddenly you're in an environment where there's space and time for you either willingly or unwillingly to start contemplating what we would call the meaning of life. Yeah. It's important to you and why. And so what we're getting at is that the game plan essentially is also helping people understand that all of our lives are meaningful projects. And what you were talking about there was what we would call transitions. And what the game plan does is also is acknowledges that the, you know, just like night and day, yeah, on and off, in and out, life is a cyclical series of transitions. And so the game plan, when we build it and do it with people, yeah, it's, it is about execution. But like you've done, you get somewhere, you achieve some stuff, and straight away it's like, well, and the beauty about the game plan, I think, is that whereas the, we don't need to sort of go through life learning our experiences and then finding ourselves, and incidentally, I, I, I did the same, found myself, right, sold my business, right, what do I do next? Whereas I sort of thought, gosh, wouldn't it have been great if I had somebody years ago map a lot of this out and, and in a way brought all this experiential wisdom into a condensed service called the game plan? If that makes sense, Guy, yeah? Yeah, absolutely does, yeah. I mean, you know, you touched on the point about the, the retirement thing, and, and I know your business partner is a member of the Strategic Coach Entrepreneurial Community, and the guy that runs that, a guy called Dan Sullivan, you know, one of the things he that really hit home to me, actually, many years ago, this, was that when you retire, you give your body permission to start shutting down. And it goes to your point about how many, so many people die within a few years of, of, of retiring and you know there's probably many reasons to go into that but i absolutely agree with you one of them is that you kind of lose your purpose it's really important to have a purpose and i can see why something like you know you're describing with a game plan gives people the it, it helps them 
work and what their purpose is. So whether that's before any windfall, if you like, or whether that's afterwards and what you're going to do next kind of thing. So now, actually, I find myself in a place where I'm working harder than I worked in the first place. I, well, I worked pretty hard in the first place, but I'm really enjoying it. And I still managed to find time to do good stuff and the family time and all the rest of it. But I am working really hard. And I also know now that if a couple of things, a couple of ducks line up, that there's a couple of more community-based projects that I want to do in the next probably five to 10 years to, to kind of give back to the community and that kind of thing. So that's the freedom we're talking about, the, you know, the financial freedom and the, the freedom of money allows you to make choices that aren't all about you sometimes as well. Brilliant. And Guy, what in fact you're talking to there about is because you have the clarity of sort of knowing what's important to you, which we would call purpose actually. And in fact, part of what we do with the eight steps the client gets a vision statement. And, and the beauty about it is that, if I may say this in a mm. way on people might shoot me, I think the whole concept of purpose and meaning has been industrialised in such a way most people are allergic to it and they're overwhelmed by the idea, oh, gosh, you know, or they think it's all woo-woo and spiritual. What we do is help people really get connected with what's important to them and why and then what in the future or what now looks like a meaningful project, because that's the substance, that's the dirt and, you know, the fabric of purpose. And for you, because you've been through that sort of what I would maybe tell me to call the existential conversation with yourself, you automatically can see, oh, yeah, there's some stuff in my community I like the idea of. And interestingly, that's, that taps into an intrinsic part in the game plan around legacy. Now, Legacy, in some ways, for some people, this might be about I want to be left when I die. I want to be. I want people to know me because I've written a book or I'm famous, and that's great. But also for me, for instance, my legacy would be: Have I been a loving father, and do my children understand what love is, and and can they think for themselves? Are they a good member of the community? Just stuff like that. Now, that was for me, if I sort of tick that box, and I don't know if I ever will, but my children will tell me. But equally, I sort of think, well, that, that would be my legacy. And on the other side, business-wise like you, we feel what we want to do with the game plan, our product really is peace of mind. That's the product that we're selling, really. And for us, then, we want to change the world one person at a time and help them understand their relationship with money, what's important to them, and, and essentially step into what they want and need to do to actually improve their lives and get what they want out of it. Sounds a bit big, but yeah, sorry, Guy, that was a bit of a, a full-on there. <laughs> no, no, listen, I, I, I get it. And, you know, it's, it's one of those that, you know, you, you often, I, I don't often look back with regret. I, I very rarely look back with regret because, you know, what's happened has happened and, you get on and you try and do the best you can. But if I look back and this, obviously with business, there's always things that you would do differently because you learn through experience. And I think definitely one of the things would be to have a, a you know, a much firmer understanding about what I actually really wanted from life, I suppose, at, a, at an earlier stage. You kind of, yeah. if you're not careful, you just plod on without yeah. any real you know, you plod on, you do the best you can and, you know, you do try and be 
a great father and, and, you know, all the other things that come in, but there's no real very specific objectives that you, you're trying to achieve other than maybe that big check. And it will be incredibly useful for any entrepreneurs listening to this podcast, because that's who we're aiming this podcast at, to think about being aware of what they're trying to achieve with the business rather, you know, yes, you want to be a great boss. You want to provide for the team. You want to treat everybody right. You want to provide value to the the world with whatever it is that you do and you offer. But, you know, what do you want for yourself? And I think a lot of entrepreneurs always put themselves last, actually, whether that be paying wages, whether that be looking after themselves from a physical health and mental health perspective. You know, you know, all the things that we've kind of done that entrepreneurs along the way do have to sacrifice before they get the kind of rewards that you read about on social media that actually are not all as common as people think they are. Yeah. And, and in fact, Guy, what you what I heard, and I should have said it earlier on, you know, with the way I was understanding the way you do what, what you're living your life, you, you talk about working hard, but it sounds to me like if you're doing what you love doing, that's not work. Correct. And, and, and the hardness might just be that you work long hours and you use that word hard. So that that's great because essentially that to me would be what we call life's work and purpose. And like you just described there, you know, the, the, the people who use the word plodding, you know, that's people living plan A. And then plan B is, well, actually, you as the entrepreneur, you're a human being living a life and you've chosen entrepreneurship to be the vehicle and the medium to one, maybe make lots of money, but also to be the reflection of the articulation and expression of everything that maybe is really important to you that you just haven't realized. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's also. I didn't mean you, Guy. What I meant you. Yeah, yeah. In general, no, I get that. No, I hundred percent agree. And I think you know, it's it's also important to, to to say that many entrepreneurs don't always succeed first time, but it's still important to keep those goals in your head and you know that kind of thinking, because really, what you got to do when things don't work out as you expect is just dust yourself down. Yeah. And then think about, you know, what went wrong, reflect on it, and then plan a way forward and, and decide what's going to happen next, to, you know, so that you can, y- your life, I guess your life is success, but whatever that means, you know, and it means different things to different people. But if that means building another business and having another go, but doing it in a different way and learning from what happened last time, then, you know, I, I think most entrepreneurs, uh, one of the key things you have to be is tenacious. You've got to. You, you're going to get. You're going to get knocked over several times along the journey. Without a doubt, you're going to have great times. You're going to have awful times as well. We've done podcasts before on some of the things that went wrong, and two or three times along the journey, we were close to you know going under for various reasons. Some of which were out of our control. But you know, it's that tenacity that gets you through it, and then you motor on. And for some people, it doesn't quite work out, but it may do next time, and they've got to get back up and start again and, and, and aim for the same goals that they were aiming for in the first place. Yeah, no, brilliant. Absolutely. Thank you. I just had two final questions for you, John. So you've mentioned the game plan, and you've got a book coming out, or is it out already? It's, a, it's already out. It's published. It's out there. And in three of the sections on Amazon, it's number one. So, Brilliant. Well, very pleased. Congratulations. Well Thank done. You. Well done. I bet that was a labour of love, wasn't it? Getting uh, Yeah, it was actually. Mind. We used some people to facilitate it and, and they, they were fantastic. They made the whole journey very graceful and a lot easier than if I'd done it myself. Um, Real. 
So you'll be able to reach a lot more people now with the, the game plan. So anyone that's listening to this that is interested in finding about out more and working with you, what's the best way of contacting yourself? We've got a website, which is kenwell-flp.com. They can book an intro call or, or send some information on there, can't they? Yeah, absolutely. And if they're interested, there's also a scorecard on there and it's free and they can actually do the scorecard and see exactly where potentially they might be able to actually up their game and where maybe things aren't working for them. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. I, well, we'll link that in the podcast description as well. And yeah. my final question is, so being an entrepreneur yourself, what advice would you give to entrepreneurs currently? What's your top bit of advice? I, I would have to say really what Guy was tapping into earlier. If you can't do it yourself, find somebody you can go and have a conversation with and what I call puke up everything that you're not happy about that gets rid of the toxicity, then it gives space for you then to just take a look at what's really important to you, why are you doing it. If you were to die yesterday, what would have been important to you? What is your definition of success? Yeah, because that's, you know, that's important. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. That was really interesting. Thank you so much for coming on and talk, talking about that. I think I'm sure all the entrepreneurs that we work with will find that really interesting as well. So thank you both, John. Thank you, Guy, very much. Don't forget, obviously, everybody, we've got the HE community. For anybody that would like that additional bit of support, guidance, inspiration, sharing motivation, etc., you can sign up on the website. We'll pop the link in here as well. And we'll also put the link to the to the book that John has mentioned. Thanks both. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Visit the EHE Capital website, ehe.capital, for further insights and to join the EHE community.